This is episode 114 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, Pastor, so good to be with you today. Hey, can I talk to you for a few minutes about family? I had a great experience the other day. When I got home, it was a little after 5.30, and two of my grandkids were here, a grandson and a granddaughter. My son had dropped them off and was going to run some errands, and my wife was watching the kids, and I came home. They were still here, and I said to my grandson, I said, hey, let's go out. You want to come out with Papa? We'll go out and sit on the swing on the patio. Okay, well, he was ready to get outside. He's uh, almost six years old. And so we went outside, and we sat on the swing. And I remember he had a new watch on. It was a Captain America watch. And I looked at his watch, and it was a watch with hands. And this watch with hands is a little confusing for him because he's learned how to tell time in digits, digital form, but he's learning about the hands. And so I was telling him this is what this means, and it was 548. It was 12 minutes to 6 when we went out and sat down, and I showed him my watch. I have an Apple watch, and I have the, the hands on the face of it that, I, that I'm usually looking at. And so we compared our watches, how they were the same time. And when we were done, after about an hour, my son came back, and he walked out and sat with us, and we, we talked for a while. And then when we got up and came back in the house, my grandson and I noticed that our watches said 7.15. And I realized that more than an hour and 20 or 25 minutes, he and I had been out on the patio, and we'd just been talking. And, you know, he climbed up around me, he wrestled with me a little bit, laid on the on the swing next to me and we, while we were talking, and he was kind of pushing us with his feet, you know, doing all these things that kids do. But the whole while... We were talking. We were just spending that time together. And as I sat there while my son was gone, I'm realizing, wow, this is so much like having my son all over again. I remember when he was this age. I remember when he was little and the things that he would do. And having my grandson, it's just like having a miniature version of my son just all over again. And we just had, we had the best time. Over an hour we were out there together, just he and I. We talked about all kinds of stuff, from the latest movie he just saw to his Captain America little uh, adventure figurine or whatever it was. Uh, I don't know what these things are, but he, he was playing with it. And we talked about Captain America, and we talked about the bunny jumping around the yard. And I started talking to him about creation and about how God created and, and what God is doing in the sky and the stars and all this stuff. We had a great time. And it occurred to me, family, family. Jesus said to his disciples when they said, Lord, teach us, teach us to pray. He said, when you pray, pray like this. Pray, our Father who is in heaven, our Father. And it occurred to me that, that God wants to relate to us not as this potentate or this omnipotent king or all these other things, but he wants to relate to us as father, which means that he sees us as his children. Now, hardly a novel idea. I mean, we're pastors, we're theologians, right? And here I've been talking about kids stuff. But sometimes, oftentimes, actually, Jesus, when he was around children, he would teach the most fundamental 
the most foundational truths with a child as a metaphor, with a child as an, an, as an illustration in his lesson. And I'm there with my grandson, and I'm really realizing that, yeah, God wants to relate to me in a familial way, in a father-son type of a way. We've just been preaching through, in the last several weeks, the Upper Room Discourse, Jesus' farewell message to his disciples. And we were talking about how we, we really are theocentric in our lives and in, in our Christian lives and in our following of Jesus as disciples of Jesus. We have theocentric faith. And it means it's not just based on, uh, it's not pneumocentric, it's not just spirit-centric, it's not just Christocentric, but it's theocentric. We've got this triune God who relates to us as Father and as Son and as Spirit. And he invites us into the midst of that. And Pastor, these are the things we try to teach our people. And I just want to tell you that, that I work on trying to say yes to God. I try to be received by God and allow myself to be taken in to the midst of that triune God who we worship. One time I remember on the platform I put three chairs kind of facing each other like a little small group. But I left a little bit of room in the middle because I brought a fourth chair. And I said, you know what? When God draws us in to have an intimate relationship with him, it's like he's asking us, and I set that fourth chair down right in the middle of that circle of chairs. I said, he's inviting us right in to the center of who he is, the center of that fellowship and that relationship that God the Father has with God the Son who has it with the Holy Spirit, this eternal fellowship of the triune God. And he invites us right into the middle, so much so that Jesus says, no one is able to take you out of my hand, and we are together in the Father's hand, and nobody's able to take us out of the Father's hand. He said that he, said that he was in... The, the, that we were in him and that he was in God. He said, I am in you and you are in me. And then he says that he is in his father. There's this, there's this supercharged intimacy that God wants to have with us. I just had a little taste of it out on the patio the other day with my grandson, and it was wonderful. It was a beautiful day fluffy white clouds, brilliant blue sky, and a wide-eyed, blue-eyed wonder of a grandson to teach me about the love of God. Pastor, would you enter, would you take your chair and would you put it in the middle? Would you hear the call of God on your life right now. Yeah, I know you're supposed to be the teacher. You're the theologian. You're the biblical scholar. You're supposed to be the ones with the an- the one with the answers. But would you just put your chair in the middle? And would you sit there? And would you allow yourself to be enveloped in the loving community of the triune God who is with you and in you? Maybe you just needed to hear today that God loves you as much as I love my grandson, but then as much as he loves me in just this innocent devotion that he has to me. 
He doesn't know all my faults and failures and hurts and hang-ups. He just loves me because I'm Papa. And God knows all of our faults and failures and hurts and hang-ups. And he loves us anyway because he's our Father. Just some thoughts. I hope they're encouraging to you, Pastor. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you for teaching God's Word. Thank you for the going, being willing to go through those dark nights of the soul. Thank you for going through the, the pressure and the stress and the burden and the care for the people of your church. Thank you for serving Jesus. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. podcast.